And on that day, he cut everyone's dick skin off and made a necklace. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine Abraham walking around all proud like, yeah, don't fuck with me. I'll cut your dick skin off. (laughs) Also, how do you explain this to people? Like, how do you explain this? Because here's the deal. It's not like... Hello, heathens, and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with your hosts, Godless Engineer and Caitlin. Now, let's get into the Bible. All right. Welcome to the podcast today, people. I uh, hope you enjoyed our little bit of a cold open there. Uh, If you did enjoy it, leave a like or heart. Whatever whatever it might be. Hey, here's the star of the show, KC. Hi, y'all. How you doing? Yeah, I guess I guess this is the point where I just sort of sit back and I just let you do whatever, right? And well, I mean, I have all of the intelligent things to say. I'm just a dumb motherfucker over <laughs> here. You just you make the jokes. Oh. I'm not I'm not funny. See, I'm I'm the brains and, and the beauty and you're the humor. Hey, let's talk about chopping off our foreskin. By our, you mean your. I don't have foreskin. I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) But we're talking about it in the book today. We are talking about it in the book today. So last week, let's recap real quick. We talked about Abram uh, being called by God to go on a journey because he's, he's promised God's promised land, right? He's promised the Canaanites land. Um, He goes on this journey, goes to Egypt. Sarai gets taken by the Pharaoh. Um, Abram and Lot decide to separate um, and populate different areas. And uh, we talked about the defeat of the kings. And so we we talked about a lot of stuff. This, well, that was was Tuesday. Yes. Yes, Yes. it was. Okay, so today we're going to pick up with Genesis chapter 15. And we're going to talk about God's covenant with Abraham or Abram. Sorry, we're getting there pretty soon. The Abraham thing is not going to be an issue after today. No more problems. We'll be Abraham and Sarah like normal fucking people. Okay. All right. So what happens to Abram now? Okay. Well, so um, there is a passage of time between the the last time we the last time we talked um, at the end of Genesis uh, chapter fourteen. Um, the king of Salem blesses Abraham and Abraham gives him a tenth of everything. So several years pass um, and Abram is still is starting to be concerned about not having an heir. Um, So God reassures him that he himself will have children who will in turn multiply exceedingly. But Abraham wants a sign. I, I can just imagine God talking to abram like like modern times he's talking to abram it's like yo abram your kids gonna fuck a lot there boy (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna throw down the d (laughs) um a partially cut off d oh yeah by the way easy d best nwa rapper yeah so genesis chapter 15 verses one through three after this the word of the lord came to abram in a vision which is interesting. Remember last week we t- or last time we talked about how does God speak to Abraham or fuck me? How does God speak to Abram? 
Well, so in this particular instance, he came to him in a vision and said, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said. I I just feel like it's a Zelda game. And it's like, Abram, this is your shield. Use it to deflect the enemies (laughs) from Zelda. Well, I mean, he's. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> he got the kokery sword <laughs> and now he's gonna go in. anyways go ahead we can put this on the gaming channel uh no oh okay go ahead okay but abram said "O sovereign lord what can you give me since i remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is elizer of damascus and abram said you have given me no children so a servant in my household will be my heir so, Eliza. Uh, 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 um. Well, that looks. Eliza. That sounds like a fucked up way so to it, say Eli- like Elizabeth, and then I don't know Isaiah. Well, it's clearly, it's clearly not Elizabeth because women don't matter and can't own property. <laughs> they themselves are property. Maybe his parents, possibly Abram's dad, and some other broad. Maybe they were like, oh, it could be a boy or a girl. We can't tell. The dick's so small in this one. I, I don't think that was it. And it was it was a boy. It, it, it's a boy. Um, it's E-L-I-E-Z-E-R um, is the name. So okay. if I say it, if I if I say the names wrong, I I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> The, Eli- the Eliza just sounds so southern. Like, there's Eliza over there. But he licks corners and shit. Well, he's from Damascus. Um, so I guess my question is, he says, you have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. So why wouldn't his heir be another family member, like a brother or a nephew or, or something like that? Why would his heir not be a person in his family? Well, if you want to think about it, they're all part of the same family. I mean, aren't they? They all come from no, Abram. No. Or, or not Abram, sorry, Noah. Well, in theory, according to the Bible, yeah. <laughs> That's a theory. A Bible <laughs> theory. But I mean... <laughs> but I mean, these... What I, what I, what I'm just saying is is that it, yeah it's a servant but it doesn't seem to indicate what kind of relationship other than servant boy. Well, that's true, and I, I I don't really know how they that he would have picked this specific servant boy in his house to be his heir. You know, I wonder if these are uh, descendants of Ham because you know uh, Noah said that uh, Ham's descendants. Would be servants to the other two's kids, mm-hmm. and and Abram is Shem's son, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's uh, Ham's kid. I think maybe Bible theory. Bible theory. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, God promises Abram children. Uh, then the word of the Lord came to him: This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your. Sorry, I had to switch pages. Own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up at the heavens and count the stars. If needed, you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. 
I'll just say that sounds like a punishment. It's like, shut the fuck up, Abram. Go count the stars for something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think his point is, I, I think what, what God is trying to tell Abram is stop worrying. You will have heirs and they will be as, as many as the stars in the sky. Um, okay. So uh, just a quick count of the stars in the sky. There's a fuck ton. And so shall his offspring be. Yeah, but there there are way more stars that we can see from here on Earth than there are people on Earth right now. Well, that's true, but that's like real fact. These are alternative facts. <laughs> Bible facts. Bible facts. These are Bible facts. So as far as we're concerned, Abram will have as many children as stars in the sky. What is Okay. So Abram believed the Lord and credited to him as righteousness. Mm, okay. Whatever. So in Genesis 15, verses 7 and 8, Abram asked God for a sign. Even though it says right before Abram believed him, he Abram also uh, asked for a sign. So God said to Abram, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur. Ur? <laughs> I mean, should be sim- it, this, is- should be, this should be the simplest word. You want to know how it's spelled? You are. How do you oh, fucking damn. say that? How do you say that? Er, Christians would be the one to know how to exactly say that because they use it so fucking much. But like, I, I just, I just, the way that you said it at first sounded like some kind of preppy high school girl that, that was like making fun of somebody for being stupid. It was like, like, er. <laughs> <laughs> I helped you come out of er. <laughs> dumb motherfucker. Well, I'm super glad I sound bitchy to you. Uh, that's great. Thanks, John. <laughs> so, a- anyway, he, he brought him out of. to give to give you this land to take possession of it but abram said oh sovereign lord how can i know that i will gain possession of it and this is interesting because he came back to bethel right and from when he went to egypt so he he kind of lost his faith a bit when he went to egypt came back to bethel regained his faith is the story so he it seems like he's kind of losing it a bit again, don't you think? Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, you know, faith is a shaky thing in the first place. I mean, when you got a God that's not willing to actually reveal Himself to you and pretty much speaks in uh, in in tongues. Um, no, <laughs> the I Holy was Spirit. I, I, I was gonna I was gonna say like uh, when you take visions, shrooms, yeah, like shroom kind of vision <laughs> kind of things. I mean. It's easy to like lose faith. Like maybe, I, maybe it was just those shrooms I ate getting out of that donkey shit. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's where mushrooms grow. I mean, the ones that make y'all loopy and one. I mean, those grow out of piles of shit. Okay. The more you know, or was it? Uh, is it the more? What's the NBC thing? The more you know. That's the more you know is PBS. Oh okay. The star thing? Yeah, the star thing with the, yes, PBS. It's like a shooting star with all the colors on the back. Yeah. Something. I don't know. P- PBS. So anyway, 
the Lord says to Abram, bring me. You ready? We're preparing for the covenant now. All right. This is some important shit. Take notes. You ready? My dick is in hand. What? Put that, put that <laughs> away. You're not going to need it. Would you like to borrow my Jesus pen? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> so the Lord said, bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Uh, all right, Lord. What else on your random grocery list from fucking nowhere? <laughs> but like they have to be three because if they're younger than three, the meat's just not going to taste can... right. Oh, I was and... going to say you can't fuck it. And if anyway. it... <sighs> okay, and if they're older than three, um, they're just not tender enough. Okay, this is what Old Scratch was talking about right here. This is exactly what Old Scratch was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will stifle my vulgarity. Go c- continue. Okay. Abram brought all of these things to him, cut them in two, and arranged the halves opposite each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. Well, of course he didn't cut them in half. He cuts them in half, and what do you got left? I mean, they're they're. It's not exactly like they're pteranodons or something, and you got like <laughs> substantial halves there. <laughs> but uh, so, I guess. Well, let's finish. Okay, so let's finish verse eleven, and then and then we'll get into this. Then the then birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. Okay, so this is the preparation for the covenant with God. So this is this is a ceremony essentially, right? Where we're doing he's pre- prepping for a ceremony. When when is there not a ceremony in in this fucking book? Well, I mean, Abram is really big with the building an altar to God and sacrificing things to God. He's really big. He does that through his whole entire life and we've seen several instances of it already here in Genesis. Um so he is very ceremonial. Um but I guess he cut them in two and arranged the halves opposite each other. Oh, it sounds perfectly normal if you're Dexter. Go ahead. So as the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated four hundred years but I will punish the nation they serve as slaves. And afterward, they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your fathers in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. So he's basically predicting Moses. Yes, yes. This is the prediction of the enslavement of Jews in Egypt. Oh, you mean the one that never happened? Yes. Okay. It's a lot like the Bowling Green Massacre. A lot like the Bowling Green Massacre, except (sighs) it's a prediction hundreds of years in advance. Hashtag never remember. So at this point, God is predicting the enslavement of the Jewish people. Okay. So when the sun had set and the darkness had fallen, a smoking fire pot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. Now the pieces are the pieces of the carcasses that Abram cut in half and arranged opposite each other. Um, 
And this was this was the sign. This was Abram's sign. This was the covenant. And it just this fucking torch with fire appeared and a smoking pot. Whoa. Maybe he was smoking pot. Of course, smoking pot doesn't make you see shit. No, no, no. Smoking pot just would make you eat those animals on the ground after you cooked them. Okay, I'm like really you would... glad you added the after you well, cooked them. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, if you get <laughs> if you get high, you don't go into the fridge and it's like I'm just gonna eat all this raw steak that's in here. No, you're gonna be like I gotta cook this. Why won't this steak cook faster? Like, I mean, you might cut some corners, but I mean, you'll still you'll 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 make it to where you can eat it at least. Well, it depends on what you get high on. If you eat in bath salts, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> True, bath salts. You'd be running around <laughs> naked, chewing on raw meat, chewing on somebody's <laughs> leg, raw meat. My ass. You just walk up to a person and start fucking chewing on them. But but so so flame a flaming thing or whatever came in between the halves. Is that a what smoking it? fire pot with a blazing torch? appeared and passed between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, you ready? Mm -hmm. To your descendants, I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates, the land of a whole bunch of shit that I cannot pronounce, but you want me to try? (laughs) Uh, You you, you don't have to try. (laughs) I want to try. It's funny. Okay. Kenites, Kenizzites, Cadmonites, Hittite, hit oh sorry, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephites, Amorites, or Rephites, Rephites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. I know you'd love that last one. The whole the whole purpose of reading that entire list of lands is so I could say Jebusites. Jebus hashtag Jebusites. <laughs> It sounds like just a whole bunch of different types of termites that are come gonna come in and just feed on whatever the fucking wood they have. Well, maybe I I don't I don't think so. So these are. Can you imagine the 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 Jebus termites? Well, I wonder what the Jebusites were like. The, I mean, they're people. They're I mean, these are peoples. I guess. Well, so here's what they are. Like we know the Canaanites are the sons of Canaan, so that's what they are. These are just the first part. The the first part of the word is the name of the father of these peoples mm-hmm. right all right so god said hey you're gonna you're, uh, you're all of this shit is yours all this land yes all the land and and he had apparently had to kill three-year-old animals in order for this to happen i'm not really sure why i i have never understood blood sacrifice and this is even beyond blood sacrifice because this is like chopping shit in half and arranging pieces of animal carcasses in formations and this is weird shit well now i'm not i'm not one for woo woo okay (laughs) and numerology is very much woo woo okay Uh, i don't know if you know what numerology is Mm -hmm. you do okay for those of you that don't know out there uh, numerology is basically finding some kind of meaning in numbers but this isn't exactly numerology it's just kind of similar to it they're literary devices, and three is a very big literary device in the Bible. Well, like seven. Seven is a huge... Well, seven and multiples of seven as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they go to calculate when Jesus was supposed to, you know, uh, be born and everything like that, they put a heavy emphasis on, like, 14, like, the number 14 
and yeah. and stuff. So I mean, there's there's a lot of numbers in the Bible that they use as literary devices in order to, I, I guess, just tell a good story. Because I mean, that's exactly what this is. Um, with the, it's not even a good story; it's just a story. Yeah. Well, I mean, like with with him predicting Moses and being all that, he also predicts. Um, he also predicts Jesus. Like it works on multiple levels in the Bible, and it's all about telling a good story. And right. I mean, as a story, I mean, it's not a good story, but at least it is somewhat well put together with literary devices and all these other little tricks that you see in other in other literary works so i mean it's good and it, mechanically i guess it's good but um i would it, the story shit in general um well yeah so here's my next question about this so the prediction of slavery happens in genesis 15 uh verse 12 through 16 that's where the prediction of slavery happens so my question is why can't god prevent abram's fucking descendants from suffering through slavery why? Okay, so you make a covenant with a man who has been godly, right? Who's been faithful to you. You make a covenant with him and say, you will have heirs and I will give you this land. This is my land, I promise to you. But um, just, just, just so you know, you're going to get this land and all. But your sons and their sons and their sons and their sons, uh, also the, your, all the daughters too. They're they're just going to be different kinds of slaves. Um, they're all going to be slaves for four hundred fucking years. Why? That's so dumb. Like I don't even understand this at all. Well, uh, it, it, from from a realistic, I guess, <laughs> quote unquote, realistic, or maybe a a literary analysis kind of view. I would say that they have to go through slavery because it's just like another uh, test of God. Like, like, cause you know, Abram, Abram already fucked up once, right? He right. he went to Egypt and and he's like, I don't, uh, God, you're a bit shady as a, a motherfucker. Okay. So <laughs> I'm not going to trust you. I'm not, I'm not her husband at this point. I'm, I'm just her brother, which is, is only partially, you know, it's still truthful. I'm still her brother. But, yeah. you know, um, so, I mean, basically, he's already made God cry once. And <laughs> uh, th- this is th- this is just would be another way, you know, to 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 test them. It's like, oh, your descendants are going to be fucking slaves. Yeah. You, if you if you believe me the entire time, then I'll let you come out. I mean, it's a bit, it's a very big corner to put Abram in and, and Abram's descendants uh, if you, I would say this makes God very petty at this point. So you think it's like God being vengeful? It doesn't necessarily seem like it doesn't necessarily the way. Okay. No, I don't think it's vengeful. I think that that it's it's another way for God to test His faith and to test the faith of His descendants. It's like, okay, hey. well that makes sense because it, it is. It doesn't really come across as vengeful when He's saying it. He's like know for certain that this is going to happen and and it's like i'm not going to do anything to prevent it, this it's basically so. prepare your anus at this point well he's going to be dead because he says not you not you you're going to be good you're going to die that's what he tells him he's like well, no. i mean it is he says you however will go to your fathers in peace and be buried at an old age. So Abram's never going to be a slave. Well, no, true. He's telling the Jews in general mm-hmm. to prepare your anus because you're going to get fucked for 400 years. 
Yeah. And you're doing this because my entertainment and I have to test your faith. Oh, okay. Or at least that's what I take from it. If you right. know better, let me know in the comments. But it just seems to me like he's just being an asshole at this point and being like, well, look, this is going to happen. Ah, you know, I really wish I could do something about this, but I got to file all these different forms in order to change <laughs> the plan. And, you know, they got to be signed in triplicate by these other fucks over here. There's just a lot of red tape. I don't have time to go through that. It would take me 500 years to fix it. Yeah, you're better off just sticking it out. Yeah. I mean, by the time I get <laughs> by, t- by the time I get the paperwork filed, it'll be over. Don't worry about it. Um, so that's it. That's the covenant. That's the covenant. That's Abram and God's covenant. And uh, only a few animals had to die. No people this time for a covenant. So that's good. So would you like to move move on to uh, Abram's first son? <gasps> he has a son. He has a son. Oh shit! <laughs> and his name is Ishmael. Ah, Ishmael, mm-hmm. the great. Call me Ishmael. Yes. So, ten years pass. Now, this in in Bibl- in the biblical time. Now we're we're gonna move from Genesis chapter fifteen to Genesis chapter sixteen. I think I think that we should for now for for the rest of this series we should definitely just refer to it as Bibble time. Bibble time. Why is that Bibble. what I said? No, that's what I was thinking when you said Bible, oh. Bible time and, and Bible time. <laughs> so we're going to move from Genesis chapter 15 to 16, right? All and right. From, from the covenant to this time is about 10 years or so. Okay. So Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him, borne him no children. Um, she had an Egyptian maidservant named Hagar. Oh, sounds like a whore. Well, no, she was ahead. she was a maid a maidservant. So she said to Abram, "The Lord has kept me from having children." And Sarai doesn't have faith that she's going to have children. So, of course, I don't think that God has spoken to her, just Abram. Um, of course, why would you speak to a woman other than tell her to make you a sandwich? Um, or do the dishes. <laughs> Right. Or scream, get back in the kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) Her eyes just rolled seven ways from Sunday. (laughs) So Sarai says to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my maidservant. Perhaps I can build a family through her. And Abram agreed. Well, why would he disagree? <laughs> why would he disagree with that? I could just, I just see Abram because I mean he's a big patriarch guy, right? Right. Men, men are head of the family and whatnot. And you got, you got Sarai over there that's like, hey, hey, hey. I see you've been eyeing, eyeing that sweet little Hagar. I don't know why your parents named her fucking Hagar, but you know, anyway, you can put a bag over her head. But you know, just go fuck her and have kids, and the kid will be mine. It'll be surrogate kind of thing, right? I mean, that's what it seems like because she says, "Perhaps I can build a family through her." So it seems like she wants to use her as a, a surrogate mom, pretty much. Even though, even though the ch- the children would not be Sarah's or Sarai's. All right, but you know, Sarai, she can't get pissed later on. Okay. Well, so Abram takes Hagar as a wife. Um, he'd been living in Canaan for 10 years. Uh, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian maidservant Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. How surreal would that be? 
Like, like your 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 wife comes to you and she's like, "Here you go. Here's my servant. Fuck her." And you're just like, "What? What? What? When? When the fuck did 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 this happen?" Well, it wasn't it wasn't for fun. It was so that they could have a family. Oh, trust me. Yeah, Abram had fun with it. <laughs> I mean, it's like, hey, Hagar, I'm gonna call you Sarai. But, you know, you just pretend, okay? Well, Sarai at this point is like 90 years old. Yeah, she dusty. She... <laughs> Hagar probably like 23. Well, so this this here is interesting because um, Christians are really super big into monogamy, which a lot of people are. There's nothing wrong with being monogamous. Um, but here, uh, Abram has two wives. So polygamy... Totally well, no, 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 cool no. in the Bible. Not two wives. Yes. He he didn't take her as a wife. Yes, he did. I just, dude, I just fucking read this Genesis sixteen four right. a. He say it. Gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. Okay. Well, I, I guess. I guess. Uh, I, I mean, wife may be used loosely. Well, I mean, I guess in my head it it seemed more like a concubine kind of situation, but that that may come later. Either I mean, they could way, be... they're they're not monogamous. Well, no, true, but but also I would I would caution about this because um, which I know I know a lot of atheists out there like to use this as well as other things as like evidence that there's no that they're you know Christians shouldn't be all monogamous because their bibles like this but um basically that there's negative consequences that come from the conception of Ishmael um and it, it's it, it's just another like it's another stumbling block for Abram okay i get what you're saying it's like this these are the kind of problems when you got two bitches <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a don't juggle bitches kind of lesson <laughs> at this point. Well, and we're actually going to get into it right here. So you ready? When she knew she was pregnant, and this is this is um, from Sarai's point of view now. When when Sarai knew that Hagar was pregnant, she be- began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my servant in your arms, and now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Holy fuck, what? No, no, oh, no, yeah, no. she's pissed now. Sarah is pissed Hol- now. No, it is not like Abram came to her and was like, listen, I need, I need to put my dick in Hagar. Because, I mean, you're barren as fuck. <laughs> and maybe I can have a kid with her. So you need to let me do that. It's not like he came to her like that. No, Sarah came to him. I was like, "Hey, I got some sweet pussy for you here." <laughs> she she's got she's got an oven that the the pilot light's not out. So so Abram says to Sarah or Sarai, "Your servant is in your hands. Do with her whatever you think is best." Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. Here's what I wrote with my Jesus pen. Bitch, this was your idea. <laughs> this was Sarai's idea. She brought the servant to Abram and said, I can build my family through her. If you were not prepared for another woman to have your husband's children, then you shouldn't have brought her to her to him. Right. Well, um, now this uh, the, the this is a little bit extended from what I'm about to say, but have you noticed that it is that it is once again the woman that causes the man to stumble from God? 
Of course, because women are evil. Well, they, they, women just cause, you know, men to, to stumble from God. And, you know, this is, this is not just me being all atheist, godless engineer kind of person. No, this is legit shit that is taught yes. in, in churches that women mm-hmm. are the cause of men stumbling, stumbling from God. That's why you have some preachers and whatnot that are out there that, are, that, that put an emphasis on how like women dress mm-hmm. and women causing ne- uh, uh, lustful thoughts in men's mm-hmm. heads and everything. That's why they put all the blame on women. And this is not just in Christianity. This is also in Judaism. This is also in Islam. This is big in Islam. And you see this now. Part of Sharia law has to do with how women dress. And they have to dress that way because if they don't, they will have they will cause the men to have lustful thoughts. And it's the woman's fault. It's not the man's fault. And that's I mean, and and that has become a societal thing. Like even now, it, I mean, forget religion. Put religion aside for for a moment. You just look at um, schools' dress codes, right? Okay, so girls have extremely strict dress codes in schools. And if they wear something that is really not inappropriate for what any, what normal person would think, the school will give the girl some some other shit to put over her clothes because she is distracting the boys. Come on. If a guy is incapable of doing his schoolwork without I mean it's that's it is not a woman's responsibility to make sure that a man can handle his thoughts. Like that's fucked up. And it comes from here. It mm-hmm. comes from this book right the fuck here. It comes from Genesis. Well, yes. Uh, well, Genesis, but uh, I mean, just the pure fact that both times that that men have stumbled from from stumbled from God, mm-hmm. it, it's been because of a woman. Mm-hmm. The Eve gave made Adam or not made Adam, but but convinced Adam convinced him, yeah. to eat the apple or mm-hmm. eat the fruit, and then now Sarai gave the the sweet sweet pussy to uh, uh, <laughs> Abram. You know, so women are women are evil. So at the end of that last verse I read, Sarai mistreated her, so she fled. So an angel comes to Hagar, right? Hagar, 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 what are we saying here? uh, I don't know, but it sounds like uh, Jimmy Hagar is what I always think of. Okay. Well, so the angel of the Lord found her near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. Apparently that's important. I don't fucking know why. Sure it is. Like, uh-huh. like, do you just imagine like how they come up with these names? It's like, what was this place? Urgh. Oh, that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> what uh, What do you think about calling this place? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say anything, but that is a great idea. <laughs> and he said, "Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from, and where are you going?" I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel told her of the Lord, told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will so increase your descendants that they will be too numerous to count. Oh, shit. So not only do we have the quadragentillion of descendants from Abram. Quadragentillion. Whatever. <laughs> it's dragon <laughs> shit. It's dragon numbers. <laughs> um, 
so you got that many that are going to be from Abram, and then now we also have the the the, the Ishmael ones that are just going to be so numerous. Also, I would love to point out how right now it seems like one of those dominatrix porns where it's got the woman that's that's like hard ass, and she's making the younger girl like suck her husband's dick. Am I the only one that's that's seen that kind of? Let's okay, go ahead. So anyway, uh, Hagar has to go back to Sarai. And and I think it's interesting because Sarai abuses Hagar. And God's telling her to go back. Well, the angel of the Lord is telling her to go back. And she's pregnant. I don't understand this, but okay. The angel of the Lord also said to her, You are now with child and you will have a son. You will name him Ishmael. And Ishmael, if you don't know, means God hears. Okay, <laughs> that's like <laughs> I, I can just see her going back to Sarah and being like, "His name's gonna be Ishmael, bitch." Well, so here's what he says: <laughs> "You will name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery." So that's why, because the Lord has heard of her suffering. I, I can just say, I, Sarah is going to hell or the Jewish hell. You ready for this next part? Mm-hmm. This is about Ishmael. He will be a wild donkey of a man. <laughs> I wish y'all could see his face. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. Oh, shit. Sounds like a troublemaker there. So here's the deal. This seems like a really shitty thing for God to do. And I don't know if God is punishing well, she, God shouldn't be punishing. The punishment seems to be on the wrong person. This is Sarai's fault. Sarah didn't have faith that God was going to give she and Abram children. So she offers up Hagar. Hagar sleeps with Abram, has Ishmael, and Ishmael is cursed with hostility for his entire life. He hates everybody and everybody hates him. What the fuck is that up? What, what is up with that? Well, I wonder if he did that because she ran away. But she ran away because she was abused. Well, right. And and then God was like, dumb bitch, you go back, get abused. <laughs> well, so so here's here's the because, continuation. Because God loves us all. Of course. So here's the continuation of it. Hagar, she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called... Bear Lahai Roy. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So um <laughs> Bir Lahai Roy means the well of the living one who sees me. Do, do, do you imagine some hick <laughs> standing next to a well and his name's Roy? This is Bar Lahai right beer. here. <laughs> beer. Beer Lahai Roy. Beer? Beer? Beer. (laughs) This here is Budweiser Whale. I would love for you to come and sample our finest beers. So, I don't know. That seems like a really weird thing to do, but fine. End of the story. Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. Well, at least least his pilot light's still lit, apparently. His stuff always worked. The problem was Sarai. Oh, yeah. Her, hers was out. Okay. So, continuing on with the story. The Genesis record goes silent from now over the next several years, about 13 years after Ishmael's birth. We don't know what happens for the next 13 years. 
Okay, so we're effectively 23 years out from this this uh, covenant that uh, yes. God had with Abram. Yes. Where, where he killed three-year-old animals. Yes, we're, t- we're 23 years out from that. Okay? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this is the start of Genesis chapter 17. Okay? God, conver- God confirms his covenant with Abram. When Abram is 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God almighty walk before me and be blameless. I will confirm my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Um, Abram fell face down and God said to him, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. And Abraham, Abram, first of all, let's talk about Abram. Abram means exalted father. Abraham means father of many. Okay, so that's why he changed his name to Abram, because Abraham, because he will be the father of many nations. Um, I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me, you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. So these are God's people. He says, this is my covenant. You are my people. So do you think that like maybe God had like several people that he, that he had kill like three-year-old animals. And it's just like, Oh, Abram, Abram won out. He's the one that stuck with it over the 23 years. No, I don't think it's like, no, that would be an awesome, like reality TV show. It's like, (laughs) Oh, Today on God fucks with humanity once again. <laughs> I don't think that's what happened. Abram, you won the grand prize. <laughs> A shit ton of kids and land. Land land. So there you go. So in Genesis uh chapter 17, verse 8, um, God renews his promise to Abram Abraham for the land. The whole land of Canaan, where you are now, an alien, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you, and I will be their God. So he renews the the covenant for the land. Now here's where we get, here's where we get to the next covenant. Are you ready for the next covenant that God makes with Abraham? Abraham. Holy fuck. What's with the covenants? Like, why can't he just be like, all right, bro, we're cool. Like, I, I don't know. He, why can't he do Ceremonial that? shit, you know, I don't know. But anyways, Genesis chapter 17, verse 9 starts the new covenant. Then God said to Abram, as for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you, the covenant you are to keep. He's very redundant. Much, much like Christians now. Didn't he? Every male among you shall be circumcised. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Things escalated quickly here. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> so, very, very quickly. So, so it, goes, it goes from uh, rainbows. <laughs> 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 yes. To killing uh, small animals. Well, uh, a ram's a pretty big fucking animal. I mean, they're three. Well, I mean, they're three, three-year-old animals. Well, that's I'm true, saying so they're, they're not that big. You're right. They're kind of small. Uh, small animals. Uh, it seems like he's preparing Abram to be a psychopath. Just saying here. Uh-huh. 
um, if Abram was a little bit younger. But but now it's, it's escalated to, hey, I want you to cut off the foreskin off your dick. And how how can you be someone and not be like, the fuck you say, God? Right. Okay, so here's, here's some additional explanation here. You are to undergo circumcision, and it will be the sign of the covenant between you and me. Uh, so here's... Here. Here's my first issue. Why? Why is this a sign? It's like, okay, so in order to prove that you're one of God's chosen people, you got to cut a piece of your dick off. All right. And for your, if you go to a town and somebody looks at you and is like, are you one of God's chosen people? then you're like, yes, yes, I am. Whip your dick out. Is that what happens? It's like, it's like, excuse me, do you belong here? Can I see your passport? Or, you know, in America now, if you see a Hispanic, you're supposed to ask them for their papers. Um, <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine that? <laughs> like you're coming into Ellis Island. It's like, all right, prove yourself. It's like, whip out your dick. All right, you can get on through. it's absurd it's i don't even understand how they came up with this i mean obviously god came to abram and told abraham and told him to do it but i mean that's what the story says but legit in real life like let's let's jump into reality here and out of the bible the fuck made people start doing this um I, i i don't know um I really don't. I, I think that maybe it has something to do with the climate that they were in and, um, you know, with the how unavailable, like, you know, water was and, and just the cleanliness of people in general. Okay. You know, I think that that might be it because, uh, you know, nowadays, I mean, we, we have the ability to keep shit clean. Well, yeah, and, 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 and take care of stuff. <laughs> well, well, and it says in the devotional section that the act of cutting off the male foreskin is not to, is not to be thought of as merely or even primarily hygienic. So you're right about that. But rather, it is a symbol. It is a symbolic ritual that represents constant consecration and dedication as well as spiritual purity. Well, you, you know what it was uh, used for here in, in, in America? Hmm. It, it, supposedly, it, it kept kids from jerking off. I don't see how. Yeah, I don't either. It didn't stop me, but you know, uh, that's when that's that's how Christians started doing the whole circumcision thing. You know, and oddly enough, fun fact here: there's actually a portion in Jesus's story where he debates about whether or not Christians are subject to to uh, circumcision. But we get there, huh? We're gonna get there. Well, we will, yeah. but uh, but like the, the the point that I want to make here is that Jesus couldn't have had that particular conversation at all. That's that's one conversation that he just couldn't have had. Well, he would have himself been circumcised because Jesus was a Jew. Well, it, not and, a, but he was a practicing Jew. Well, he was a practicing Jew, but also he was Jewish, so we he would have believed that it was a covenant, and it would have never been a question. Well, right. So the, 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 it would. Uh, it's obvious that this question came later. Oh yes, of course. So, but but that's just you know evidence of tampering with the the Christ story. It. it I don't know. Uh, I think it might be in the Gospel of Thomas is where it might be. 
that's not in the King James Bible. Well, no, that's not in the King James Bible. I actually I'm have saying, I have it over there on the bookshelf, the Gospel of Thomas. Oh yeah, I do. Uh, I I think that uh, I'm I'm wanting to bet that it's in the Gospel of Thomas, but it was written like like it was actually written around the time that the other Gospels are written. Right. It just you know that one wasn't included in in the collection because they, they didn't like the story, I guess. Well, yes, uh, some of the stories didn't didn't. Uh, didn't go along with the other the other gospels and um there were some things that they didn't want taught in in yeah but i'll I'll leave my mythicism aside i'm taking up way too much time okay so here's here are the rules here are the rules for circumcision all right for the generations to come every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised including those born in your household or bought with money from a foreigner those who are not your offspring. Oh wait, I feel like I feel like that's like the doctor afterwards. Like, oh wait, you didn't have to circumcise him. He was he didn't meet the criteria. <laughs> My bad. Well, so it says that it continues. This is why I was I was thinking anyway. It continues. Whether born in your household or bought with your money, they must be circumcised. My covenant in your flesh is to be an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. <laughs> uh, all right, son. Now we got to cut this off of you. But daddy, I don't want to. Well, we're going to put you out and you're not going to be able to come back. Uh, that's just emotionally abusive right well, there. Okay, so it happens when they're eight days old. So it's not... I'm not... I'm not suggesting that there's, but there's no emotional abuse there. Um, well, at this time, it, it, well, so we'll get we'll get to the the whole how they do it from that point forward well, because yeah. every born, everyone born, it's at their eight, they're eight days old. It's not really it. Well, no, but but you got to think about people that are coming into into it. Well, true, anybody that they buy, yes. So, but I'm talking about the majority. The majority, it will be born. It will be born people. It will, st- but. But yes, the people who are there now, and this is every male, every male. So old, young, middle-aged, everybody, ev- every male. And so, yes, at that point, that's a, there's, there's a problem. But from everyone born from that point forward, eight days old, you don't really have any kind of emotional abuse. It's just the kid never knows that had it to begin with. No, and they make, they make a big celebratory thing about it now. They do everything. They even have a guillotine or whatever that they chop off the foreskin with. I've seen. <laughs> okay. So, uh, for some reason, after God talks about this uh, this new covenant with the people, God also said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Uh, her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will sh- and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come to her. So, or sorry, will come from her. I apologize. Will come from her. <laughs> God damn. So it's, and, and if you didn't know, the name Sarai means princess, which kind of ties into what we talked about before. Um, and I told you I thought that Sarai might be the daughter of the leader of their community uh, because it was Haran. And the name was Haran. She was the daughter of Haran. The name, the place where they lived was Haran. So I kind of figured, which Haran's also Abram's father. Um, but that's neither here nor there. 
Um, but her name, Sarai, means princess. So anyway, he changed it to Sarah, um, mother of many. So Abram fell face down. Oh, sorry. This is Genesis 17, 17. Abram fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And Abraham said to God, if only Ishmael might live under your blessing. So Abram, because I mean, he's had a son for 13 years. Ishmael is Abraham's son. He loves him, right? Then God said, yes, but your wife, Sarah, will bear you a son and you will call him Isaac. Isaac means he laughs. Um, and I guess it's because Abra Abraham fell face down laughing because he was so happy. And so he named him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him and an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. So Isaac is going to be the... Isaac is going to be the guy. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you and I will surely bless him. I will make him fruitful and will greatly increase his numbers. He will be the father of 12 rulers and I will make him into a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will, Sarah will bear to you by this time next year. When he had finished speaking with Abraham, Abraham, God went up from him. I don't really know what that means. Uh, that means he just went back to heaven. Oh, you know, okay. he was that he was just visiting. Yeah, you know, on Earth, he just took a stroll and was like, "Yeah, you're gonna have a kid." <laughs> so, Genesis chapter seventeen, verses twenty three through twenty seven. On that very day, Abraham took his son Ishmael and all those born in his household were bought with his money, every male in his household, and circumcised them as God told him. God damn, savage as fuck. Yeah, so here's what I wrote with my Jesus pen. Are you ready for this? And on that day, he cut everyone's dick skin off and made a necklace. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Abraham walking around all proud like, yeah, don't fuck with me. I'll cut your dick skin off. <laughs> also, how do you explain this to people? Like, how do you explain this? Because here's the deal. It's not like he's just dealing with children where he's like, I'm going to hold you down. I'm going to cut your dick skin off. And there's nothing you can do about it because I'm bigger than you. Like all of the men. So men, his age, men younger than him. Men, he, how does he get people to do this and agree? Oh, okay. You want to cut what? <laughs> I just okay, imagine, that's cool. Like, I I'm just, good with that. I just imagine like this whole event taking place. It's like, all right, everybody line up, whip your dick out. <laughs> Look, I don't like this neither, but <laughs> yeah, I need I need to touch your dick, okay? <laughs> and I need to I'll cut it off and we'll wrap it up with some with, with some stuff. Also, here's the weird twisted part. I mean, <laughs> this whole thing is weird and twisted. Abraham circumcised himself. Cuz he's the only one who knew how to do it. He's the only one who knew what he needed to do because God told him, not somebody else. So Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised. His son Ishmael was 13. Abraham and his son Ishmael were both circumcised on that same day. And every male in Abraham's household, including those born in his house or bought from a foreigner, was circumcised with them. That's one big goddamn house. I just, I, I'm still confused how anybody would be like, yeah, this sounds like a good plan. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm game. Let's go. <laughs> 
I mean, to me, seriously, to me, it's like I wake up and I'm like, John, John, I had this totally fucked up dream. And this guy said, whatever. I mean, whatever crazy random thing. And then and I'm like, let's go do that. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, no, like that's craziness. That's craziness. Totally is crazy as fuck. Yes. So that's it. That's all we have for today. We talked about the covenant um, of the land again, the name changing. Shit, we're finishing on time today. Holy fuck. Yeah, we talked about, you know, circumcision and where that comes from. So we've we've gone through all that. So next week, we're going to talk about the appearance of heavenly visitors. We're going to talk about the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, which is a pretty, that's a pretty long, that's a pretty long section. And we're going to talk about um, the scheme of Lot's daughters. (laughs) You mean, you mean the scheme to fuck Lot? (laughs) I don't think that there would have to be much of a scheme there. Also, Considering the past, it's it's not that out of place for, for the father to fuck the daughters. No, okay, so I think it's interesting because they the in in the Bible they talk about how the daughters commit incest, like it's such a big fucking problem. People have been committing incest the entirety of society. That's how everybody got there, according to the Bible. So incest has always been a thing and i don't know why it is such a problem here well it's a problem there because god took his taco shit on sodom and destroyed it all and so now incest is bad you i know you don't see the logic in it but trust me the logic is there just believe Bibologic. bit bibelogic <laughs> hashtag bibelogic <laughs> so anyway that's what we're going to talk about next time yeah, I hope that you guys can join us. Yeah. Uh, this is Godless Engineer. And I'm Caitlin. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. See y'all later. Bye, y'all. Bye.